Disclaimer. The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. I'd, li- I'd like to welcome everyone to yet another episode, and I'm totally, I'm totally not overcompensating for the lack of control I'm going to have when the Tyler's take over. They're not taking over. I still, I, I, I'm still here. I'm, I will editor. always be here, right? It'll be fine. It'll editor. be fine. Eventually, eventually Boy, everything will work out. Anyways, not an um, Venice. Talked about uh, the Activision Blizzard deal finally being done. Yeah, like a company getting so, revamped more so. Yeah, uh, yeah, essentially. But it, it actually involved multiple companies. Now that I read more into it, because it's also uh, King as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's Blizzard, Activision, King. So they're they're gonna get their hands on that dirty mobile money. Oh no, no. Well, no, they don't. They don't need to make new mobile games. Like they have COD Mobile and stuff like that. But they're also getting the money from Candy Crush now and all that all that other stuff. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, for those of you that don't know, since what was it, mid to late 2022, Microsoft has been in a legal battle to acquire Activism, Activision Blizzard King, which uh, are the companies that own like Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, all those, all those big titles. Um, and it just got finalized. Uh, Microsoft has been cleared by the UK Competition and Market Authority to complete the acquisition for $69 billion dollars one nice number uh, <laughs> Do- like literally dr evil would blush 69 billion dollar transaction and we'll see them take ownership of all the franchises acquired by those companies so overwatch 2 can actually be good now hopefully. uh speaking of overwatch 2 one of the first things they did when acquiring when this got finalized is gave bobby kotek saying yep your time is up <laughs> Which I am very grateful for. And, and please, please describe your distaste for Bobby Kotek real quick. Uh, the, the man's a scumbag who who is the CEO of Blizzard, who was a big part of the harassment allegation during. Oh, oh. Yeah, he was one of the main people in that, and he's still been CEO this entire time. That's not. I mean, that's not where I thought that was gonna go. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he made some bad business decisions. No, he fucking. No, he. Well, he I mean, used the shit out he, of his workforce. He abused his workforce. He had harassment stuff against him. He did make bad business decisions. Like, we've all seen how Blizzard has been lately. Something I didn't know is as part of the concessions made to the CMA, Microsoft will, Cloud Gaming will not be a Microsoft asset anymore. They will be giving it to Ubisoft. Really? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how long that's going to last because Ubisoft, Ubisoft has been on fire for like the past four years. Um, uh, yeah. even, even, even Ubisoft has said please help we 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 don't know what we're doing and then then gone like out to the public and said yeah everything's fine like didn't sony buy bungie though uh sony did acquire bungie yes but they bought it but they bought it at a time after they like gave up the rights to halo right bungie hasn't had halo since halo 3 my guy 
Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, which is hilarious. But they got it more for Destiny and the new game that is coming out, Marathon, which, along with that, apparently Bungie is in the works, or is rumored to be in the works, of making a MOBA. But we, we can all say that the Activision Blizzard deal is way bigger than the Bungie deal. Oh, yeah. Like, like Microsoft it's... now has control over Call of Duty, Overwatch, I think World of Warcraft. Yep. I may be mistaken there. Nope, yep, you're right. Uh, World of Warcraft, Christ. Candy Crush, and all the games associated with King, which King is the biggest, if not the second biggest, behind Tencent. Behind Rovio. No, Tencent. Tencent. Tencent's like okay. the biggest one. Not only that, but for those watching that don't keep up with gaming industry news and stuff like that, not too long ago, Microsoft also acquired Bethesda, which is like the Fallout and Skyrim, now Starfield series. Ago, right? Yeah, it was like a Ooh. year or two ago. But that gives a lot a lot of people, this is why the uh, thing has been going on for so long, because not a lot of people, or a lot of people were worried about, you know, monopolization. Yeah, monopolization of the gaming industry, which from reading the article I was going through about this, I learned some interesting information that I didn't even know. Apparently, the gaming industry is five times bigger than the world's box office for movies. Jesus. It, what? It is, I mean, it is, that makes sense, actually. It is also five times bigger than any of the sports franchises. Yeah, because all the kids that grew up on the video games that, like, Nintendo first created are now adults that are paying for all the video games that are now out now, and they're also paying video games for their kids. But it's not even like... So, like it's not even like that, but no, not, like, the game industry. Not not people buying but, but, the video game, but, like... Oh, I thought you I thought you meant, like, the revenue... Gr- like no, the gross no, no, revenue the game, indus- the the game oh. industry is five times bigger th- than see. the box okay, office. Okay than the world box office and stuff like that. Which is crazy to think about, especially especially with the stigma gaming had on in like the early 2010s. Well, there's still shit. stigma about it, about it being like linked to, to violence. Oh, it, don't get me started. It being linked to violence, that. it being linked to like people not being as smart when there have been literal... all these gosh darn video games. When there have been literal studies that show the opposite effect, that right. video games are a good stress reliever and that they require more fine motor skills and produce more brain activity. But yeah, there has been. I actually learned a lot from this article, which was actually. Cool. Didn't, I, I remember hearing the word parody. Oh yeah, that uh, Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft, or one of the big heads of Microsoft. There used to be like PlayStation exclusives and stuff like that, uh, which I hated. I, I hated that so goddamn much. Essentially, what they said, what they said is that there's going to be parody over all all consoles, all platforms, which means there's going to be no more exclusives. There's going to be nothing like that. Thank God, as a zombie player you know how infuriating it was for the entire easter egg all the secrets the map as a whole to be solved before you even before get you your even hands on it, because yeah. those dirty playstation players it was oh, so whoa, frustrating whoa, whoa, whoa. hey so- hey we're all console friendly in this podcast hey hey okay that's fair that's fair we i are? just i have my i have my own pro- <laughs> we are okay you we're- you're pc master race so you don't yeah we're actually the pc master race i started out as it's just i'm too poor to afford a new xbox and my poor th- my poor baby's getting up and there. now you, yeah, now now you've bought your own PC, which is worth like okay, two consoles in one. Buy it. Someone else bought it for me, but that's besides the uh-huh, point. Uh huh. Uh huh. The point. I don't have the money for a new one, so that's you, why you're I a league player much. now. Your your opinion don't oh, matter. Yeah, boo, <laughs> boo. You played league too. Your opinion doesn't count either. Yeah, but I got out of that hellhole. Oh please! Yeah, if I, you had a functioning computer, I know damn well you would at least try to get some dunks in every now and then. All the time. Nah, nah. Because he's waiting for Project L. I'm waiting for Project L. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dunk on people in Project.
Project L. <laughs> Look, that's just as bad. You're still playing a fucking Riot game. Okay, here's my question, though. Here's my but question. I don't give Riot my money. And, and, and like, oh, dude, what if we get not only all of the old Call of Duties on Game Pass, but all the old Call of Duty DLCs on Game I, Pass? I think what they're going to do is if the older Call of Duties do come to Game Pass, they will be the definitive editions like most older games that come they on better. Game Pass are. Then you bitches will never have any excuse not to play zombies with me. Yeah, we will, because there will be a new zombies out by then. Okay, Modern Warfare 3 zombies is not my zombies, okay? I have to wait until 2024 before. Hashtag not my zombies. Hashtag waiting for 2024. <laughs> waiting for Treyarch. Ugh, God. I hate saying that because it's not even true. The Treyarch is involved with Modern Warfare 3, so we're not even waiting for Treyarch. Yeah. Treyarch is all. I feel which like I you're going to actually really like ever. this new zombies experience. Man, but, I don't know, dude. Starting the game with a wonder zombies was like you don't. It's not, you don't start the game with a wonder walk. That's only, you can. You can if you, if you have if you stockpile it. If you have the blueprint, one you can only keep one of them, and you have a blueprint which has a seventy-two hour cooldown before you can go back in with a wonder walk. Yeah, but the, you. But the whole yeah. thing, the whole thing, Bobbert, is like okay, kind of getting off topic. But the whole thing is, is that you start off in the in the outskirts in the low level zone. You gear up and then you extract, so next round you can go in to the higher tier zones right no, away. There are no oh, uh, like next round as in next, the next time you go into yes. the game mode. That's how it yeah. goes. I I'm sorry, fuck you for saying that. I that 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 hurt. That hurt to hear. There's a lot of different ways to go rounds than just round based. You're just based. You, you, no, yeah, I am based because my no, opinion about Modern Warfare 3 is that it's it's poopy. You haven't even played it yet. You've seen barely any gameplay from a one-hour session. My opinion is well, the entire series is poopy. Oh, that's based. Wow. That's truly based. <laughs> the the story. Okay, so the gameplay-wise, I can agree. The, ga the gameplay loop of zombies does need an update. I don't care what Bobbert says. It, it got stale after Black Ops 3. Yeah, but come on, Black Ops it was peak though. It was peak and because mods. of the they, story, Bobber. That's the only reason. If they brought mods why. to console, if they brought to mods to console, it would save mod, the zombies. If they brought mods to console, every game would be better. It doesn't matter what game you're talking about, so that argument is invalid. He's got a point. I feel like, on I feel like, trash because you don't have mods. You could, yeah, you could but I feel any like, game that has mods on PC, you can easily make the same argument. So that argument is invalid. I feel like no. I feel like it's more accentuated. Because mods just make everything yes, better. Yes, but here, the mod tools don't work for console like they do on PC. That's the whole reason why. They have to create a whole different set of mod features that don't even work the same way for some of the mods that are or created. They would just or you, you could just save... You can't just certain... port certain assets over because certain assets don't load correctly on console, Bobber. That's why, why you... there aren't that's, mods that's on console. Why do you think Skyrim and Fallout 4, while you can mod them on console, it's a very limited library to what you can have in comparison to PC? So yeah, they were able to figure out how to get some of those mod tools to work, but not all of them. Some of the best mods, yeah, some of them are on there, but some of them, like the really good ones, or the other more lucrative, discreet ones, <clears throat> they don't work on console. They'll never <laughs> the get ported to console. I just want a perfect world, okay? I just want a perfect world where I can play... Using... Uh, I could... I could... I, man... 
I just actually just get a Steam Deck, in all honesty. Using That's what I really should. Oh, yeah, why yeah. haven't you bought a Steam Deck yet? I don't know. I you're don't, you're I a Switch stand, but you don't have a Steam Deck. Literally. Going back to using Skyrim and them, I, we're still off topic, but going back to Skyrim we and went, them. We went off topic a yeah. long time ago. Using them as a, like, as a base. The only reason why they can have so many mods is because Bethesda picked up those uh, fan-made mods, reintegrated them to use the mod tools that can actually be used on their console and you have to go through a bethesda shop air quotations to download these mods that you can do on console they're all out of a bethesda Uh, shop you can't just go into like steam workshop and get any mod from there they are specifically or like nexus Nexus, yeah you you they are specifically catered by bethesda to show which ones work and sometimes they don't even work yeah sometimes they're they're stinky poo poo but that's yeah that's that's another thing as well even if they manage to a lot of the mods that maybe you might like maybe some of the dumb little haha funny goofy ones they might not even get ported because i think what i think they have pretty strict criteria at the very least i think bethesda has like at least a, a baseline of like what is allowed on their um their mod shop is yeah, we'll no call nudie it. mods for you bobber <laughs> yeah that's why i said no! some of those more lucrative mods. are you saying are you saying i gotta play honey pop yep <laughs> and yes, that that is the one and only time we will ever talk about the Honey Pop series. Yeah, Robbie, podcast. you can't have your big titty zombies running after you. No, not the big titty zombies. You can't have your big titty waifus running I'd after you. I'd let them maul me. Okay, I will say there is one mod for zombies that I do really like where... Um, it's the big titty mod, No, <laughs> the zombies get turned into, like, either Teletubbies or they get turned into, like... Oh, they get turned like, into, like... like those classic Left 4 Dead mod. Yeah. Yeah. And they're uh, just like run at what? you and they'll like make sound effects from the characters and those are those are really funny. That's fair. That's fair. I remember a while ago I played Left 4 Dead 2 and I had a mod or maybe the person I was playing had a mod where I think the what's the big ones that run after you? Like the char is it chargers? Tanks. Is that what tanks? tanks? I think he had it modded to where it was just it was <laughs> Trump with the NFL theme. <laughs> 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 uh I've seen one where they're uh, Donkey Kong and then the Donkey Donkey Kong Country music starts playing when the tank's running. Oh, God. D.K. Yeah, that... Chunky's dead. Go check out Brentel Floss's Donkey Kong Country music. Uh, D.K. rap with lyrics. It's great. We finally have a game company that owns a, not majority, but a big, big portion of the gaming industry. And I'm actually kind of excited because, yeah, monopolies are scary. But from the past years, especially the past few years where we've seen the game industry dip down to some of its lowest points, Microsoft has kind of kept the, I don't want to say gold standard, but we'll give it, we'll give them the silver medal. They get that, like, you tried sticker. To where, to where other people have just put out half-baked bullshit and and said, here you go, we'll update it three years later. <clears throat> CD Projekt Red. Sorry, had something caught in my throat. Hey, um, hey, hey. Hey, don't get me it wrong. Was, it was okay. Don't get me it wrong. It was okay for like the first 30 seconds it, of playing. It, it. wasn't, but, uh, and from what I've heard, Liberty City and everybody's literally calling it Cyberpunk 2.0. From what I've heard is that update, everybody loves the game now. And there's even, they updated it to even have like stuff from the anime series, uh, ref- 
difference. You're talking about Phantom Liberty? Phantom Liberty, yes. Sorry, but okay, I, I was I was confused. But and update 2.0. Like, Liberty City is a different uh, update 2.0 is what it's called, but everyone's calling it Cyberpunk 2.0 because it's essentially a brand new game. It's really how the game just should have been launched in the first place. But that's just me. Exactly. But there's also like the other half of their community is it's a too little too late scenario. But where I was getting with this yeah. is that Microsoft is kind of especially with Game Pass, they've been able to put out pretty decent games. There's there's been a hiccup, couple hiccups here and there. Uh, Redfall. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see where this goes forward. I know that they already said that at least with Blizzard, they're going to crack down on the actual people in the company. I hope they do it with the other companies and I hope that it's not just going to be false promises. Maybe, just maybe with the Microsoft money, we'll actually, actually get to see how Overwatch 2 is supposed to be made. Well, I don't think they're going to maybe make the entire game. I think I am huffing all of the copium right yes, now. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Both the copium and the Especially hopium Especially considering right now, that even though Overwatch has been gutted, people spend hella money on that game. Especially now that the, the shop is uber expensive. They're making even well, more. Well, yeah, for the mythic skins yeah. that they spend an entire year developing. Well, that's, that's the battle pass that for the mythic skins. But I'm talking like the shop that is way overpriced. But people will still pay money for. So they're even technically raking in more money than they were from Overwatch 1. So there's no way that they're oh, going to... great. There's no way that they're going to change that model if it's making them that much money. Doesn't matter what company's running It's great when there's it. shop items that are also available in the free battle pass. It's always great when you're like, oh, so it's, so you, you just you just want to gouge my wallet. It's also beautiful when there's shop items that cost more than the real life variant of that same item. Yep, it's great. But I mean, I'm somebody who spent $30 on a Skeletor skin in Call of Duty, so I can't really say much. You, okay, but that's you're saying it wrong because you didn't just get a skin. You got three skins, two weapons, an execution, a calling card, and two weapon stickers. Yes, but let's be realistic. I'm only gonna, I, I might equip the execution, but I'll probably only just use one of the skins. That's on you then. That's a fair, okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's you being but, a big dum-dum. Yeah, like you, you got stuff that was worth the amount of money you spend for that, for that bundle, considering yeah. a singular skin yeah. in COD, and this isn't, this isn't like shop-based, this is how I view it. A skin in COD, especially a collab skin, like Skeletor or something, is at least worth like 10 bucks. Yeah, Considering that's fair. not only do you have, you know, the skin itself, but you also get voice lines from that character. No, you I haven't start. heard a single, I haven't heard a single voice line. Hopefully I can... You gotta like ping and oh. do actions inside Oh, wait, of imagine for Modern Warfare 3 Zombies if I load up a Skeletor you will, and he starts... You, you'll fun, probably starts, be able oh. to load up a Skeletor in Modern Warfare 3, considering all the bundles Let's and stuff go. are getting carried over. Heck yeah. But, You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Anyway, getting off of our soapbox and getting off of our rants. Trin, what is going on with Dragon Age Dreadwolf? I know you're big into the Dragon Age series. I am. It's one of my favorite game series. So originally I thought um, what had happened was all on Bioware, where um, a bunch of QA testers were laid off. Um, they were unionized quality assurance team members 
who were um, laid off from the company that they worked at. They were, you know, part of the team that was that that is pretty much testing out Dragon Age uh, Dreadwolf, the newest game that will hopefully be releasing next year, but they haven't released a date yet. So it could be next year. It could be in five years. I don't know, but it actually wasn't. This might hit home for you, Robbie, especially. Well, not home, but like, you know, it's, 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 it's in your backyard. These were people who, li- who worked for Keyword Studios in Edmonton, Canada. Oh, no. Well, I mean, Edmonton's like, here's the thing. I'm a Calgary boy, so we hate Edmontonians and Bitch, their stupid oiler team. They're, they're stupid, awful team that is awful and terrible. There still might as well be but, in your yeah. backyard, in my opinion, because I don't know shit about Canada. Anyway, I just know you got the English Fair side point. and the French side. Uh, that's that's like, uh, I, can't even, I can't even begin to describe how skewed that is. Anyways, continue. How what? How skewed that is. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's like... It's 70% English, 30% French. Maybe my math is wrong. I don't For know. For me, I'm a it's a 50-50 because boy. I've known one English Canadian 50-50. one French Canadian. <laughs> so you base it off of the amount of Canadians that you know exist in your life? Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. Anyway. By the way, by the way, I just want to say it's absolutely horrifying and depressing that for two weeks in a row, you're talking about a company that is laying off their workforce. Yes. I am. Um, So Keyword Studios, they are a company based in Dublin, Ireland, technically. And, you know, they probably have offices all over the world, as they do. And the office workers sure didn't have the luck of the Irish (laughs) on their side. Well, no, because these are the Canadian workers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Back in September, they had made the first games industry union in Canada by joining the United Food and Commercial Workers Canada Union, local number 401. And apparently um, they had gotten laid off because I guess Bioware, you know, was utilizing the studio for a lot of QA um, testing and everything. And then I guess in August, they cut their contract with this company. I, they declined to continue their contract with them. They didn't really state why. And so I guess Bioware already, they more than likely had to do it because Bioware already had to do some job cuts themselves. Understandable, it's a tough time. Shit happens. But back then in 20, uh, September 27th, um, about 13 unionized workers in this Edmonton-based studio were laid off. And these are people who supported Bioware. You know, they felt that it was probably a good company to quality test for. I'm surprised because of who they are owned by and the type of games they love to pump out. (laughs) Uh, But that's besides the point. So um, apparently a lot of these people that were laid off were people who had filed unemployment standard or employment standard complaints against Keyword Studios. And so from what it seems like, they just kind of decided to, um, what's the term I'm thinking of, uh, you know, tie up some loose ends from how it seems like, which that's kind of shitty in my opinion, you know? Oh yeah, it's like, Especially since they didn't really give a reason for it or anything. Yeah, apparently... Oh, you, didn't, um, you didn't hear it was budget cuts. Well, on Bioware's That's end, always the reason. Um, I mean, Bioware's also kind of facing a similar issue because they had to dismiss 50 employees and they're kind of suing for better severance pay and everything. So I guess when these QA workers were let go, I guess they're also kind of, you know, their severance is also lacking. So it just seems like both Keyword Studios and Bioware are kind of in some hot 
hot water with people that they have laid off and cut like cut their jobs and everything which it's sad that that's kind of a thing that these companies are doing not really surprised on Bioware's end but that's mostly because of who they are associated with and owned by um, EA oh boy I love that company <laughs> I say as I bought everything I, I buy a lot of things from them they own my soul <laughs> oh yeah they own Sims yeah they do they own Maxis so you know Bioware or not Bioware EA owned my soul a long time ago and then they were like hey here's this fantasy game and I'm like shit man you already got my soul you want like you own my soul now you permanently own my wallet don't you and they're like mm-hmm, we do and I'm like great I'll see you in the pits of hell <laughs> at least at least Dragon Age has been like decent compared to like uh you know Anthem the one we don't talk about yeah uh, like Bioware next has the Old Republic was okay I, I pulled up their games like they have a decent game list the Mass yeah, Effect and... games were good yeah no like Bioware pumps out some pretty good games and I think they're like um going off topic a little bit more talking about Bioware um I think the reason Anthem failed is mostly because Bioware was isn't really known to produce multiplayer games especially on the level of Anthem because Anthem was meant to be like what Destiny like the Destiny Destroyer or something or something to compete yeah. with Destiny so like they're not like their main thing isn't massive multiplayer games they're usually single player RPGs and everything but they like, made, my, hmm? my whole thing is that they had they've made a good MMO game Knights of the Old Republic was an outstanding Star Wars uh, MMO game and even number two though it was less well received story wise and gameplay was a massive upgrade but uh, Anthem they just they just dropped the ball I, I don't know why I mean with Anthem I wouldn't be surprised if EA just kind of like shoved it on their plate and didn't give them a lot to work with because that's what happened that's how that EA does that to Bioware all the time they did that to the second Dragon Age game and it's why it's considered the poo poo stinkiest of all three I don't know I still enjoy it but like you know EA was like hey here's this game um you guys want to make a sequel we're gonna give you all these time constraints all these budget cuts uh make a game and I think it was made in like 16 to 18 months and Bioware was like ah uh, okay here you go so um with Anthem I wouldn't be surprised if it was something similar I don't know if they had such a cut like time frame but with how EA know, tends to be they probably were like here's gameplay, this hmm? or from a game like gameplay perspective they just didn't have a lot of content for like the first year of the game I, and in a in a what's the type of game live service from a live service mmo looter shooter you kind of need content rolling out constantly and they don't do stuff like that too often they love they like to take their time mm -hmm. and you know with something like that where you do have to pump shit out probably at least once a month at max you know they probably it was probably too much for the for the studio to handle and they shit the bed and ea was like ah fucked <laughs> you know it failed and they're like well it's it's a good thing that anthem didn't wasn't the nail in the coffin for bioware that because i was kind of afraid that would be the case i mean things aren't looking Oops. too hot with, with yeah things ain't looking too hot with bioware right now so it does make me concerned for the future of dragon age dreadwolf's um release and how and how the game will be i know i'm still gonna buy it i'll probably pre-order that bitch i have no control someone please help me <laughs> i will play the 
shit out of that game, Gemini, and I don't give a flying no helping you in that. I'm I'm too far gone. What happens when, when you get Dreadwolf and you gotta pay like five dollars for horse armor? Dude, I don't give a shit about horse armor. I may have bought like it took me a long time to fully buy the entirety of Dragon Age Inquisition because it came with all this like dumb little armor pack DLCs that I didn't give two shits about. And then one day they had a giga sale on Steam for the like mega edition, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll buy it. <laughs> That was like the first, like that was the only time that I bought the extra like horse armor DLCs for Dragon Age Inquisition beforehand. I just cared about the story DLCs and I, I was like, whatever. So if they try to push onto me a $5 horse armor, I'll just ignore it. I don't care. Now, if they try to push a $30 story DLC on me, yes, uh, <laughs> I will uh, buy it. <laughs> when, it comes to, yeah. when it comes to story DLC, it depends on the content that is actually in the story DLC. Like going back kind of with Destiny coming out with their season models it's like 15 20 bucks for the season but you you get a season pass you get an entirely new story you get a new set of weapons and armor every every few months i guess that kind of makes it worth it but even even they're changing up their model now to where it's going to be six months they're calling it episodes it's going to be six months and we're going to get even more content during those six months that's going to happen i know with um bioware's last game that they released not mass effect andromeda because that one sadly kind Kind of just puttered out like a sad, sad, sad little fart. You know, they released it. It didn't get, it didn't, wasn't anticipated too well. They released some updates and then they just kind of, you know, smothered it with a blanket and a pillow and, you know, moved on to better and brighter things. Um, so the one before that, which, which was, I believe, Dragon Age Inquisition in the sense of like their RPG story games where they release content like that with the previous DLCs, they were pretty, you know, decent size. I don't remember how much they cost because it was so long that I bought them that I don't even remember anymore. But um, when it comes to that, I'd say Bioware gives a pretty good like amount of like how much of the story content and then like little tidbits of like armor and all that jazz that you can get. Granted, I'm also looking at this with rose-tinted and heavily crimson-stained glasses. <laughs> the brightest, most obnoxious crimson-stained suit of armor. <laughs> You know, I am just so biased for this company. <laughs> so, you know, that's just me. It's sad that this happened. And I'm hoping the people who were affected by this are will manage to find something better or well, not like, but like, you know, will manage to move on from this and will at the very least get what they deserve. And, you know, the companies that did this, I hope they learned their lesson. They probably won't because those gosh darn Irish and their ever increasing good luck. Gemini here. And you're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. Anyway, subset. How would you like to revile us with the new Warhammer game that is what, like Left 4 Dead, but in space? Yes, it is in space. Taking place in a Warhammer universe. Uh, another continuation because they did had another game series called Vermintide. I was that's similar this like this. The, this is the 40k universe where it's like you know space marines and I don't know. I've heard people talk about it on occasion, but I could never get into Warhammer. Space Marines, sci-fi magic. Yeah, I'm mostly very shitty world. Very shitty world. But I played it a little bit. It was fun. There is no good side. It's just the moral gray area. There's only one good side, the Salamanders. That chapter. I don't know. I know there's like some space fish. Uh, I don't know what they're called, but there's space fish. Look, look. I'm not a fan. They're called Spits. I'm not that big of a fan of Warhammer, right? Uh, I heard about it floating around, but Dark Tide was something that kept on my 
radar just due to the fact of how it was presented. It, it interests me very greatly. The only problem when it was first announced, it was only for PC until this month that it came into the Game Pass and console players were able to, well, Xbox players were able to play it. And so far, it is a good time. Comparing it to like the last few Left 4 Dead-esque kind of games. Oh yeah, this one's fun. Do you play as like just a certain like faction in this game? Uh, yes, like- you do be a certain, like in the other games in Vermintide, that was a different time frame and you're dealing with a different enemy and you're were like survivors. I don't know if you were part of a Pacific organization or you were just surviving on that. And you were dealing with the rats. This one we're dealing with Nurgle. I was just saying, we're, yeah. We're bouncing around different. Not my bad. From what I've been told, at least from subset, I haven't been able to play it. I don't got space, sadly. I'm really into Warhammer. But you actually don't play as specifically Space Marines. You mm-hmm. get to play as uh, actually different like types uh, types of characters or creatures from from the Warhammer universe. Well, yeah, that's, well, yeah. that's what I was curious about. Like, do you just play as like the Space Marine faction? I never really got into Warhammer either the fantasy or the sci-fi version so i don't know too much just from like secondhand knowledge of watching people either play the games or the actual um where you get the minis and you do your own like war games on the table and everything so version yeah the tabletop version that's what i was curious like yeah if you played as the space marines or if you could play as the the only other one i know of is the tau which is the fish people (laughs) (laughs) uh you play as the human race still now they're races but you play different classes is like the infantry, the army of the human faction, at least specifically the Inquisitors. And but the Inquisitors were a faction of Space Marines. There is, there they are. If I remember, they're like a specific branch of chapter. It differs to each chapter or division because each one is a separate entity of themselves. They govern their own men. They don't really have authority of other chapters' men, as far as I can tell from what I've been seeing. When this, you're basically somebody who did bad against the emperor so you went to prison right then there was a this big uh, attack on it by nurgle nurgle forces and you were able to escape and slowly as you go through the game you have to prove yourself to be a loyal member to the emperor and the four classes or is a complete douchewad i should say doesn't even exist technically speaking he does. He, but then he uh, decided to ditch humanity and become a cyborg race. I didn't do that. Yeah. I don't care about him. I only care about the salamanders. That's it. <laughs> He's a douche. But you play four classes. You play veteran, which basically is your standard soldier, uh, zealot. That I don't know too much due to the fact I don't see them too many with me, and I don't play that class. But they're more of a support slash crowd control character. And then there's the psyker where that's more of the mental magic bullshit that you'll typically see in Warhammer. That's my and they're name. fun. And then they're Psychics. fun. They're for DPS right there. And the class that I've been playing, the organs, basically these more bigger, beefier versions of humans that are basically walking tanks-ish. They can be tanks, but at the same time, they can be very squishy in the ways of <laughs> war ever. And that's the class I've been enjoying myself the most because that's so far the only class I've been really putting my time in. See, it, ta- it does take a while for you to level up later on, which leads to the missions. Now, with the missions, I feel like they've done pretty great with. Seeing to give you variety in different types of missions, different environments. The enemies actually feel like they're, they hurt 
right? So you got to be on your toes and you have to work together in higher difficulties. If not, you're gonna have a bad time. Like the game itself, it can go sideways like within 10 seconds, 10 seconds, no matter what. You could be all kitted and whatnot and one f up and bam, everybody's down. Everybody's yeah, we down. ran into that our last time playing. We were all getting near the end. We were all on full health. We just walked into a room and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, wait, I'm down. Wait, you're down too. Everyone's down. What the f happened? Like, that is what I like. That's drawing me back more and more because they always mix each adventure. Even though I may be playing the same map, it still gives me a different form of challenge and excitement each run because some missions might have some modifiers to make them different, more unique, more challenging, or they might even help you out. Like, I did a, a Maelstorm. It's a, a higher difficulty mission. It could be in any tiers. It's just a specific modifier add to that mission. And that, during that mission, it was like dark out. There was no light. Everything was darkness everywhere. And fun fact, only like two classes have flashlights on their guns to give even more light. And that's the veteran and the zealot, I believe. We only had one fucker on our team that had a flashlight. I, you, I couldn't see Jack in front of like two feet in front of me everything was all pitch black and when i got close enough in the room bam somebody's about to wreck my shit with a melee weapon or a gun there's, there's a lot of replayable replayable value to it there's a lot of fun just to go at it with a couple friends if you just want to have a chill time gunplay is decent some guns do feel a little wonky which that's my opinion because i've only been playing one character so i've been stuck with certain guns so i do recommend if you just want to hop in have a nice time down memory lane of a good left for dead game or at least close to it but a whole whole new world of challenges another thing which i also been appreciating the game is the little thing the, the very little things like the sound cues just when you hear a certain sound cue you know what's coming so you better prepare yourself because sometimes they can come out either behind in front right next to you and don't get me started on the monstrosities these big monsters that have been infected by nurgle they they are scary. Some are eh, a bit easy. Others are, yeah, like, nah, just, nah, let's just go around this, this. Uh, Blaze, I know you barely played a little bit of it so far. How are you seeing the game? I think it's a lot of fun. Definitely takes a lot of nods from Left 4 Dead in aspect of how it plays. Um, it definitely does feel kind of different every, even though, like, it reuses the same, the same few maps over and over. It definitely does feel, um, different every time with how the hordes of enemies come at you you can get over one real quick if you're not with your group too they just keep coming not just normal grunts but the like different forms of elite specialists etc oh, yeah, et yeah, they, they got they got a bunch of different types of uh special um enemies too that are kind of similar to like the left for dead ones where you got like trapper you got the big guy that would just charge at you slam you to the ground uh, the guy with the flamethrower bomb guy with grenades sniper but yeah all in all i'm enjoying it so far i need to play more of it so i can lock better outfits better uh weaponry which uh, the Outfits. I really want that flame sword you're talking about. <laughs> My name is Blaze. I need fire, damn it. Uh, you just gotta get lucky, man. Just gotta keep at it. The only thing I'm sad about is that Menace can't join us because he still he just doesn't have space. He's most adept at the Warhammer universe and can't even play the damn game. The thing is, huge yeah, you waste all your data on your internal hard drive for like two games. I'm about to buy. My phone games are too big. I'm about to buy and send 
send you the expansion pass from my store for a Christmas gift. I swear to God. <laughs> Get more space. It, it, it doesn't matter if he if he can't if he can't play the Series X game on his heart no, on his internal the, hard drive. The, the expansion ones are the ones I was talking about, Bobbert, where you can you plug them into the. Oh. They go into the back of the Xbox and they uh, actually. Okay, okay, I got folks, you. one of our hosts just doesn't know how memory cards work. Shut up, dude. Shut up. Memory cards are a completely thing, different thing altogether. I just said that. As yeah, dumbass. Right. Even then, synonym. You don't even know what a synonym is. I know what synonym is. You it's don't a spice. even know what a synonym is. Yeah, I can't. Even... <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiots. None of you can say the word synonym. All you idiots think it's just a freaking spice. Dumb shits. Says the man who could understand what we're talking yeah, about. Says the man who's too smart to be involved in live recordings anymore. I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I hope not. I don't know about or, that. Or you made a dumb decision. Hey, now you hey, lie with get, it. If I get more, if I get more money in my bank account, that's a smart decision, Menace. That's fair. No, not fair. But from, but from what I've told, you don't even have the, the hours yet. Shut up, <laughs> shut up, dude. Shut up, man. Uh, you get also Robinson. yes, also subset yes. You, you you do still need to take me through that game a little bit more because uh, as we all know, my name is the best, most creative name of all of our group that has just played shut, Warhammer. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Anybody about Warhammer at all? Just like here, uh, folks. Laying <laughs> here now, folks. He is horrible. Yep, in both my character creation and my name design. I mean, that's just that's your word, not mine, dude. My character is like a psychotic Irishman psyker, which is kind of it's funny. About, I'm a psyker too. It's about accurate to real life. <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 funny, it's also funny hearing the interactions between the characters too, while oh, the, the mission is going that. on. Oh yeah, there's some really fun interactions between the characters. Guys, fun fact, Menace, you can choose like up to three different types of voices for your character depending on which class you pick oh nice and so that would give you a different form of tone or pitch or even both and depending on the mission certain characters will talk and interact with one another throughout that mission sometimes it will be a repeat but sometimes it will be different characters talking and the lines that they do speak aren't that bad like at all you know you know how some games will probably half-ass it for like generic voice lines and whatnot these guys no the, the people who did the voices for these oh yeah now they, they were getting their money's worth for sure at least that's how i see it anyways you need to make space menace i swear to god you have to either delete destiny which is a game we play all the time or just Duty, remove warzone game we play called just remove warzone i could wait a minute wait a minute why don't you get rid of some of the some of the data packs in both destiny and uh you can't really get rid of data packs in destiny because you use yeah. all of them constantly you can't you can't get rid of some of the DLC packs. No, actually, load. wait. Do you have spec ops and, and co-op? I don't have co-op and I don't okay. have spec ops. Okay, then yeah, just the only thing I have is is Warzone, which I'm going to delete once the event's over. Fair enough. That that's, that gives you that. By the way, folks, he only needed two gigs. Two gigs. It said no. Yeah. What happened is it said I had enough space from uh, moving my <laughs> other smaller <laughs> games over. Whole hour. Wait, waited an hour. And then hour. it was just like, oh wait. Yeah, waited an hour for it to download, and then it said, oh, this game needs to reserve two gigs of additional space. <laughs> uh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't take into consideration the tax, the, the friggin' data tax you need to that take on games. This is America. No, this is the Empire. This is America. This is this the is Empire. Oof. Also, I know this is completely off topic, but I hear Loki season two has been good. Don't that's we get, don't, don't, yeah, that would be a blaze thing. I, I need yeah. to catch up on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I need, I think episode. I hear they dropped the multi 
multiverse angle. Well, the multiverse was kind of compacted in the actual... I also well, heard a rumor that Deadpool 3 was, was gonna have the results of how WandaVision broke the multiverse. Deadpool 3 is gonna deal with stuff from Loki. Really? Because, um, yeah, because uh, both Mobius and Loki are in Deadpool 3. And so we get to see Loki, we get to see Mobius, and we get to see Wolverine in his OG. I'm uh, even more excited. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, um, they're still heavily going with the multiverse theory through different We're getting a timelines. lot of that now. Um, because that's kind of like the yeah, big so thing. Oversaturated. That's kind of the big thing about this arc of Marvel. Well, yeah, because it's all about Kang's ascension, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm so excited. For. I can't Being wait for the different Kang. possibilities. It's gonna, like, I've heard aspects of the fact that the MCU might reboot itself to bring back some of the older, more fan favorite characters. Because honestly, I like what what's the Avenger team gonna even look like when Kang when the Kang movie comes out? Young Avengers? And not even Young Avengers. There was an Avengers team after everything happened with Thanos. That was like Black Panther was leading it. I can't Carol remember who else was, was all there. on there. But there was a team that was like supposed to be after everybody yeah, there else was left. Team, yeah. But you know, shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just. Uh, oh man. You know, like I just, I just but, uh, want I'd... to jump like ten years in the future to see what kind of absurd bullshit that Mar that Marvel's gonna put out. I doubt that we're gonna get all the fan favorites because it was a it was a thing of their contract being up, and a lot of them said that they're not coming back. I wonder why. <laughs> Never, never say never. I don't care. I don't know about um, that. I know at least Robert Downey. Never say no, never. No, at least Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans said that they're not. They're not coming back. Boo. I mean, I don't blame them for not wanting to come back. They've been dedicated to those roles for fucking a while, dude. <laughs> They've been doing this whole thing for a while. Thing about sticking through being it. being the face of a character for that long is that now, whenever somebody else takes over the role, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's not that's not my Captain America. That's not my Iron Man. Oh no, it's one of Ramona's evil exes. Like, that's not they my." Eventually, put X Men into the MCU because that probably will happen at some point after. Secret Wars. Oh god. Yeah. Um people are gonna be very upset at whoever ends up being Wolverine unless it's like Daniel Radcliffe. You're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. You know, Blaze, that sounds really funky. Bobber, give us something about a little funky game that you've been playing as of late. But yeah, when we're talking about funky games, which I don't even know where to begin with that segue, but we're just gonna roll with it. Cause that's how radio works. Yeah, bomb rush cyber funk. And yes, I know this. This game came out a bit ago. I'm late to the party. I understand that it took me a bit of time to get through the whole game because I wanted to take my time with it. It is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio for those who are unfamiliar. It is a it, it, it is kind of like uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but it's got it's got a lot of grinding mechanics. It's 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 very heavy into like getting the most score, but it is more story based than it is just score based. Anyways, the game's art style gives homage to some PS2 old school graphics really going for that old school vibe which I really appreciated um, the movement was really smooth I didn't necessarily play that much as the other characters because eventually you got more people joining your squad because it's all about becoming all city basically the whole point of the game is that you are within a group called bomb rush and um, basically it's just gang warfare and the the gang that has the most street cred and the most graffiti wins um, so air gear yeah, yeah it, like like the character dynamics are pretty interesting because we actually see a live beheading within the first like 15 minutes of gameplay which you know it's always great but there, 
there's some great twists and turns in the game. The, the ending was kind of anticlimactic, if I'm going to be honest, because I thought that there were two goals, learning the memory of the character that you're playing as, because obviously there's an amnesia trope, uh, because who doesn't love amnesia in video games or in media in general? But yeah, well, once you beat the final boss, you were just labeled as all city. So there wasn't like, I genuinely thought there was, there was like a score requirement that you had to meet to become all city and you would get like an extra bonus at the end. But it was a good game. It was an interesting playthrough, all things considered. I really appreciated my time through the game. Yeah, honestly, that's really all I have to say about it. If you really feel interested in playing through it, go right ahead. It's a great, um, I'd say you get 10 to 12 hours out of it, full, full playthrough. It's got some great platforming. It's got some, it's got some great music. Honestly, if I'm going to say anything about the game, the music in the game is phenomenal. I love the music in the game. It's such a groove. I just vibe to it all the time. I might even re go back into the game just to just, just a free roam and listen to the tracks because it's great. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of other different uh, gang groups that are based on different styles of dance and it's all based around having uh, gang warfare, basically, but not violent. It is basically uh, you cannot kill, but if you get the most points, well, I guess we lose. That's pretty much how it goes and there are definitely some exploits in the game to cheat your way to getting high scores, but you know, that's just that's just how people play the games, you know? It's a great little retro-esque uh, dive back into kind of the Sunset Overdrive-esque when it comes to rail riding and explore exploring the world. And yeah, it was a great game. It was a great little pickup. I would definitely suggest it. And if we're talking about retro games, I have a little addendum I want to add to the end of this. We are living in a world where not only do we have an incredible 3D Sonic game, but we have phenomenal 2D Mario and Sonic game because Sonic Frontiers came out for 3D with, a, with their new DLC and it looks crazy. It looks like freaking, it looks like freaking Gohan at the end of the Cell game saga. Frontiers was like terrible. No, no, it was good. It was good. Trust me. It, like, so what I heard. It's better, it, better than Sonic 06. It was bad because it was open world, but there wasn't much to do with it. Yeah, yeah, but then they brought out the, the, the latest update and it kind of redeemed it just a little bit. But the, what, what I really want to talk about in this addendum are is Sonic Superstars and Super Mario Wonder. I am so glad we're in a world where we have Sonic Mania and Sonic Superstars, where we have 2D Sonic games that are actually really good, that are really good quality. And also, I am so glad that we finally got past the new soup era of Mario games where it was just New Super Mario Bros. Wii, New Super Mario Bros. Wii U, New Super Mario Bros. 3DS, New Super Mario Bros. 2. It's a new soup every day, but nope, we got Wonder. We actually have a subtitle for a 2D Mario game, and I'm probably going to get it at some point. I just haven't gotten around to actually play it, but apparently it's a really great game, really great reviews across the board. That's pretty much all I wanted to say for my addendum. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Speaking of games, as a whole getting kind of a revamp. Blaze, why don't you take us through the kind of idiotic decision that PlayStation just keeps making where they can't decide on a single console design. Yeah, so PS5's finally getting a slim design, which if you don't already have a PS5, it's not really an issue towards any of it. But some stuff that they've done with the slim design leads to some questions and kind of makes people rant on about and these ideas not being exactly good ones. The new PS5 slim, it, it, 
is going to replace current models coming out in uh, November. So once these come out in November, they're no longer going to be making the, the normal ones that are out. Which is stupid because there's already a shortage of PlayStations. Yeah, it's gotten PS5, it's gotten a little better. But um, yeah, so now they're just going to be snaking the slim models. And compared to like PlayStation 4, where the slim model was smaller and actually had a better processor, the PS5 slim is going to have the same processing power as the original PS5. The only hardware difference about it is that instead of it being 825 gigs, it's finally being a terabyte. So it's just adding 200 gigs of storage more than what the original um, had. Uh, this is so dumb. Like, I, I just want to say this right now because PlayStation or like Sony had an issue with continuously redesigning the PlayStation 3 and they somehow didn't learn their lesson. Who's going to buy this console? Who's going to buy me? it? People that just don't have one yet pretty much and they're forced to get this one because the original one uh, is question. no longer going to be made. Uh, is there any changes to the to the cooling problem, you know, the overheating problem with it? Nope, ventilation still looks about the same. Really? Wow. Yeah. So they did reduce the size of the system by about 30% in volume, but mm. putting it next to uh, a, a normal one, it pretty much just looks slightly shorter and then a bit thinner at the bottom. It uh, honestly doesn't look that much different from what it I've really, seen. It really does not. Um, it, It's going to be 18% lighter for the disc version and 24% lighter for the digital version. And instead of it being one panel on each side that is replaceable, there are now four panels, two on each side, with the top one being glossy and the bottom one being matte. So we're going back to the glossy matte designs, which are idiotic. <laughs> Still can't get custom ones, though. Nope, no custom. can't get custom ones yet. But yeah, the ventilation looks pretty much about the same. They didn't add any extra areas to, to have the ventilation work better it's still going to be the same design where it's just having the fan blowing against the plate and expecting it to go out the sides of the vents but uh why one big change they're doing with this slim design is that the disc drive is actually detachable what yep you can take the side plate off that's the side with the disc drive and then the, the disc drive just pops right off of it that sounds dangerous I yeah feel like that's gonna cause input lag like how external hard drives would cause input put lag. Depending on how they're setting up the hardware for it to work, it might be fine. We'll have to see. But yeah, so it's going to be to where it's detachable and the disc, the digital one, you can buy the disc drive separately to put on the digital one if you end up getting the digital one um, and decide to get the disc drive later on. But uh, one other thing that's kind of a gripe about it is that the these PS5s are going to be coming with a horizontal stand with it but not a vertical one. The PS5 came with one that could be used both vertically and horizontally, but with these ones, they're only coming with a horizontal one, which is kind of dumb considering how thin the width is at the bottom of the of these new PS5s. To not have a vertical stand for it, they're going to tip over so easy. You almost have to always have it on a, on a horizontal stand because without that vertical stand, it just will tip right over by the littlest bump. Did you own cats? No, God, yeah. I just feel I just feel like they should just stick to one design 
fine. Stop revamping it every every single time. This is one thing I do think is a good idea, but I think it's bad design how they did it. Uh, now it's going to have two Type-C ports and two Type-A ports on it, but both of the Type-C ports are on the front and the Type-A ports are on the back. They honestly would have been smarter just to do one of each on both sides. I feel like they're just throwing, like, they made a suggestion board on Reddit and they're just trying to throw everything that was on that suggestion into into one console. Um, Price-wise, the, phys the, the physical disk drive version is going to be 500 like the original. The digital one's going to be 450 so only 50 bucks less than the disc one. But here's the funny thing. The disc attachment is going to be 80 so It'll put cost the... more to buy the buy the slim with the disc attachment yeah, it, than buy than the actual buying, disc. Yeah, um, it'll be, it's cheaper to just buy the physical one than to get the digital one and then the disc drive later by 30 bucks, which I mean, it's already an expensive system as, as it is. 30 bucks doesn't really seem like a lot, but also at the same point, just pay the extra 50 bucks for the disc one. There's no point to have this detachable disc drive shenanigan. But on top of that, there is a vertical stand for the PS5 Slim, but they're selling it separately for 50 bucks. I was expecting more of a reaction towards that, but I guess not. It's, just, I, uh, it's so stupid. It's just not surprising anymore. It's not surprising. Because I'm an Xbox player, blaze. But yeah, it's like, why not just have, just do what you did with the uh, original PS5 and make a stand, just have it come with a stand that works for both. Why are you trying to gouge more money off of people by selling a vertical stand for 50 bucks? Because yeah, Sony's literally. struggling. 50 bucks for a piece of plastic and a ring of metal, because that's I all can, this stand is. I can make a better one out of wood. Right. So, but, oh. Yeah, it's like, if you don't have a PS5, you're still trying to get one. Like, I can understand getting these, but if you already have a PS5, there is no point whatsoever in getting this slim design. And if you're wanting it for the extra 200 gigs of storage, just pay 100 bucks for a 1 or 2 terabyte M.2 drive to uh, screw into your PS5 that you already have. Bada bing, bada boom, space. Exactly. Man, I just I just don't think it'll ever end. I think companies will keep finding ways to limit and restrict our ways of actually being able to enjoy our video games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean we're all mostly Xbox people, but I still play my PS5 quite often for a lot of RPG and story games. And I saw everything about this slim design and I could not have cared less about this thing whatsoever. Maybe it's just because I already have a PS5, but like none of this is like seeming like worth it enough compared to the original model. Like sure, it's a little smaller, it's a little lighter, but some of the design choices on it, I'm a little iffy about, especially them going back to gloss. I feel like they, they learned, they should have learned their lesson back with the original PS4 <laughs> with how scratched that thing looked because of the gloss. They're trying to get the old PlayStation 3 era or PlayStation 2 era. And that, that's pretty much my rant on it. I I do hope it has some better ventilation, but there hasn't been any talks about it if it actually has done any improvements with the ventilation. But with how the system still looks and design wise, like, yeah, there's a little gap in between the two panels on each side. But I, do, I think I don't think that's an opening for any ventilation. Nah, I don't think so either. I don't know. I think it's just the right amount. Mr. Positivity over here. Nah, man, hey, man. I'm just upset. You gotta be either a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy. And my glass is always just empty. I get thirsty. I get, I get thirsty. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, you know, Blaze, I'm I'm really glad that we can actually set, shed some light on this stupid PS5 Slim thing. Because, like, it's just, it's another 
another version of a console that they're going to sell at an absorbent amount of money, and people are going to buy it because Sony are so, I don't so know. Sony well, players are little, little gremlins. I don't know. I'll say it. PlayStation gremlins. 5 didn't really sell all that well in the beginning. Yeah, because nobody could get their hands exactly. on it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. And here we go. It's going to be the same trend. Uh, These are going to be literally. hard to come by. Watch. Yep. But you know what isn't hard to come by? Content from our podcast. Ah, uh, that was kind of my way of segueing into the outro. I want to say I'm very thankful for everyone who has taken the time to enjoy our uh, rambunctiousness and all of the stories we have talked about today. I'd like to say please take some time to look into all of the stories we have discussed today and make sure to support all the other amazing podcasts that go up on CJSW. From all my friends, I know that for the past couple episodes I've been loopy and I haven't been able to intro them properly, but I always make sure to give them a proper outro with my lovely friends blaze anytime gemini pleasure as always menace how are you always fun and this time actually live and not pre-recorded subset we will see you in the next one farewell everyone you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw